Welcome to the Regular Guys Random Things Weekly Podcast. Thanks again for listening to these regular guys talk about the most random things. So sit back and relax while they get started. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the RGRT Podcast. This is our second one from... um, Quarantine. We've all been quarantined. I'm your host, Scott. I'm here with Dustin. Hey. And John. Yo, what's up? And how are you guys doing quarantined? You asking us or you asking our listeners? Well, the listeners can't answer, so I'm asking you. <laughs> Dustin, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, I'm doing good. Uh We've kind of got into the groove. I mean, it's almost been, my kid's been home for a month now. Um, I've been home for about three and a half weeks. Um, we're getting by. We're we're doing a lot of uh, family stuff, playing a lot of, uh, a lot of games, um, trying to give each other space when we need space. Uh, work seems to be going okay now that I'm kind of in a groove, but uh, it was a little challenging at first, and I still feel like I work more now. I have a hard time disconnecting from work uh, when it's time to disconnect. And so I've been working on that, but we're all healthy, and uh, our sanity level is still floating in the average to normal range. We haven't we haven't started climbing into the, the cautionary warning phase of, of sanity yet. <laughs> And how are you going to tell when you finally reach that stage? Um, probably smoke coming out of people's ears or tears coming out of eyes. I mean, that's a good telltale sign that uh, something's not going right. If Justin all of a sudden wants to get naked in a hot tub, we know that he's he's had enough quarantine. Yeah, how long? How much quarantine do you have to put up with for that to become an option, Justin? <laughs> Hey, do you guys hear that Comic-Con was canceled? So first off, I have to wear no costume to any Comic-Con event this year. And since we can't social distance in a hot tub, um, yeah, I think both of those things are out. Oh, oh, we absolutely can social distance. It's gatherings of 10 or less. We, we can't stay six feet apart, so there's that. We could take turns. <laughs> masks. Scuba masks. You know, there's one thing I, I've noticed, you know, I, I've spent since I've been married, which has gone on 20, uh, 23 years this year. Um, I really haven't spent a great amount of time with any one person. So like, you know, there, there's a week stretch where you go on a week vacation or maybe like a week and a half vacation where you spend a solid, a pretty good solid week, week and a half with your family and sometimes, not to lie, but sometimes after that week, week and a half, it's kind of like I need a break. I need to. I need some, you know, solidarity. I need. I need to be by myself. And with this quarantine, like it's taken that to the extreme. Like you just have to, you know, like I mean, your only sanity breakaway sometimes is running to the grocery store. And don't get me wrong, I love my family to death, but man, sometimes you just need some space. You know, you need. You need to get away from from everybody, and that's been kind of hard right now. 
Everybody needs some alone time. That is true. And so you're running to the grocery store? Uh, you know, every once in a while, not not every day, but when we need something, yeah, I go to the grocery store. How are you hanging out, John? In a lot of ways, similar to Dustin, but I really like this kind of thing, but I'm noticing that I am actually getting a little worn thin. You like being quarantined? I, I like being home. I, I'm a homebody. I I don't really need to get out, you know, whatever. But I have noticed that I am having a really difficult time disconnecting from work. I'm having a really hard time disconnecting from stress. I It's like I sympathy stress. You know what it's called, right? Life. Cabin fever. <laughs> maybe I mean maybe maybe this is maybe this up. is maybe this is what it takes for me to get a little cabin fever. I I don't normally get it though. I typically like it, but I just I just noticed that I, I normally when I get home from work, I eat dinner and I unwind and and I'll, I'm attentive to email and stuff, but I'm not you know overly attentive and. Work, play with the kids, work with them. And then around 8.30 or 9, I could hop on and play Destiny or have some me time. And right now, I, I'm not getting it, dude. I, not only am I not getting it, but I don't even want to get online. I probably should. Excuse me. Probably should, but I just, I'm exhausted at like 8.30 or 9. I'm, I'm wiped. So I don't know. You haven't been playing any Destiny? John? Hello? He's muted himself, so he must be dealing with something else. All right. Yeah, I think he said he hasn't played any Destiny. What about you, Scott? How are you faring in this new world of quarantine? Um, not too bad. Uh, we're doing pretty well. We, we, as a family, have been doing puzzles over the last little while. So that's been fun. Um, actually, not too bad. I do I completely understand about the, you know, the whole, it's hard to disconnect from work. You know, usually you have a train ride home. Well, you know, that's kind of, or a train ride to work, and you can kind of, have that to decompress but now it's like you know you turn your laptop off and stand up in your home and that's really hard to do are you still working in your living space or do you actually have a designated spot for work no i'm just kind of all over the place really uh wherever it happens to be quiet at the moment um unfortunately we have a you know a large combined great room kitchen there's one person in there making noise or watching TV or something to kind of make it not really work. So then I'll have to go find some other room, get in wherever that's quiet. 
for the most part. So I move around a lot during the day. I've uh, I've been docking I've been docking my laptop, and then when I'm done with work, I just leave my laptop in the dock in the basement. And that's kind of helping me get away from get away from the rest of uh, work just by leaving my my devices away. Yeah. I end up spending a lot of time in my bedroom on the bed because it's a uh, Probably the quietest place in the house during the day. So, in my jammies. <laughs> yeah, that was that was going to be my question: is uh, what's what's your daily routine routine turned into? Is it still I wake up, I get ready, and then I I go to work, or is it I get up and then I kind of just stumble around in my jammies, log in, and then get ready at a different time of the day? It kind of really depends on um, what time I get up. I haven't really set an alarm clock. So I don't know why. I have a pretty good natural thing that gets me up about 7 now. So if I get up about 7, then I'll get ready and have a shower and everything. And I'll start working at 7.30. But if I end up, for whatever reason, getting up later than that, I might just flip open the laptop and start working. So I really need a haircut, though. Oh yeah, is it getting bad? It's getting really bad. It's getting really shaggy. I've noticed. Uh, I've noticed with myself. Um, if I if I got to bed pretty early, I'll usually just wake up and I'll jump in the shower and get ready. If I if I had a late night, then I get up about the same time, usually around close to seven, a little bit after seven, maybe. And then those days that I'm waking up like right at 7.30, I just go downstairs, I throw on a sweatshirt and a pair of shorts and then put on a ball cap and then I, uh, I start my day. And then sometimes I get on meetings like a WebEx and I'm in a ball cap and a sweatshirt. And then at lunchtime, uh, I'll take a little break, and jump in the shower and then you know put, put clothes back on and have my hair comb so people that have meetings with me in the morning might see I just rolled out of bed Dustin and then people that have meetings with me in the afternoon see uh oh it's past lunchtime Dustin showered and is now ready for the day I, I'm pretty much exactly the same way uh you know on those days it's small cap in the morning and uh you know then at lunch take a break and go get cleaned up and I'll probably still put a baseball cap on though my hair is just out of control. I thought uh, I thought Holly cut your hair. Oh, it's always been my niece who's cut my hair. Oh, so I actually thought about shaving my head the other day. I was like, man, I gotta just try. I I haven't shaved for quite a while. Not that I. I mean, the last time I, or I guess when we started quarantine, I had done a nice trim on my beard and and had it trimmed up. But it's it's starting to get longer now. I shaved for a while or trimmed it for a while i'm not shaving until we're all done i'm doing before and after i don't think eric i don't think erica likes that i'm not shaving it or trimming it but i don't care i don't think holly likes it much either but yeah i'm i'm doing a project my before and after project i'm trying to be like tom hanks and castaway oh <laughs> i'm thinking we should do uh i think when we're all said and done we should shave some handlebar mustaches and then some pork chops and then come to work on our first day of going to work and just wear that. Well, it'll have to be the second day because the first day I have to go in with the full shaggy thing just to show everything. 
But the second day, sure, I'm all for that. Do it. You got to, like, I mean, I can grow a pretty decent beard, but, man, your beard's like manly beard. Like, you're like a freak of nature growing facial hair. You know what the sad thing is? The hair on my face grows faster than the hair on my head. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So it's gotten a lot longer than the, the hair and the... I'm trying to... I want to grow a mullet, so I can't do it, though. It's not growing fast enough. <laughs> uh, that'd be awesome, dude, to grow a mullet. I know I, I got a haircut right before they shut down the, the haircutting business, so, like... I don't even know how long ago they shut that down. So I'm still good for a bit. Yeah, no, I didn't. I was due for one right when they shut everything down. So I'm getting really shaggy at top. But unfortunately, it's still not long enough to do the mullet thing yet. How are your kids handling the, the whole thing? Are they still doing good? Yeah, they're still doing pretty good. Ethan was really bummed about, you know, can't school closing for the rest of the year. Um, he's not excited about that. But other than that, you know, I, they get their homework done fairly quickly in the morning and then they have the rest of the day to do whatever they want. So I don't think they mind that at all. What about your kids? Yeah, that's about the same thing. They, they, uh, they were really bummed that school was closing. Especially, you know, I got a high schooler, so she's missing out on prom. She, she'd been asked to prom and, um, you know, had, had some school activities and things that she was looking forward to, and now that's all kind of canceled. I heard they're doing this. School's gone. Virtual prom tonight. What's that? They're doing a big virtual prom thing tonight. Did you hear about that? Really? With John Krasinski is going to be the DJ. Yeah, okay, I did see that. Yeah, like 6 o'clock tonight, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's cool. Fortunately, we ordered her a prom dress, and it came, and it was the wrong – it wasn't It wasn't the right size, so we had to send it back. And then they kind of locked down school, and the one we ordered wasn't really the one she wanted. So we said, well, let's just wait and see – they plan on opening school back up, then we'll order you the prom dress you want because it'll be in stock again. Um, so we sent that one back and got our money back, and then we didn't order anything else because we were just waiting, and now we didn't have to blow that money on a prom dress. So Nice. How's, the, how's dance going? Are they still going full steam ahead with their ballet, spring ballet? or? Um, so the Peter Pan got canceled. Um, now, they said that they may try to do something uh, in the fall before Nutcracker if they can pull it off. But right now they're going to miss the day for the the audit or the outdoor amphitheater they have reserved. So that's done. But they are doing a virtual virtual dance classrooms. So uh, they have Zoom set up, and uh, every day about three thirty. Somebody starts a dance class and they set up their laptop and um, everybody in the class joins and then the teacher teaches the normal dance class. And, wow, that's cool. Yeah, luckily we, we have enough, you know, we had some of the dance, the, the flooring they put in dance studios called Marley Floor. We had some Marley Floor. And so we've got two big areas set up with, uh, Bailey has a, a ballet bar in her room with a big mirror. 
And then um, in the kitchen, we have hardwood floors with the Marley floor over top of the hardwood floor. I guess we have a hardwood floor up everywhere upstairs. But uh, they use the, the banister as the right height for the uh, for a ballet bar for the two younger ones. And so, yeah, they're just doing dance like normal. It's not even anything different for them. Wow. Yeah, that's not, sports isn't working out the same way. You can't really do that. I didn't think it would. Um, Bailey comes out of her room and she's like just pouring sweat, like in red face. Like she's she's still working pretty hard. Um, and hopefully she'll still get to go to New York in, in August, but we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, hopefully she gets to go. I mean, that payment today, so <laughs> hopefully, hopefully if it doesn't happen, we'll at least get our money back or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's a lot of money. Did John catch COVID and pass away? Uh, maybe. Where he went. So I know that you got a got a COVID test. How does that go? I do know that. Did I tell you? Yeah. Oh. Yes. I'm not really I'm not really interested in the results. I just heard that it's really painful and it's not fun. Yeah, so the other day they they lowered the earlier this week they lowered the requirements from you know, you had to have all these serious condition uh symptoms to be able to get the test to just if you have one of these six symptoms um and i've had this cough and sore throat for weeks now so um i did the little online test and they said yeah you should call uh because i had those two symptoms i'm also tired all the time but i don't know that it has anything to do with it it probably just has to do with the situation but so between fatigue, a sore throat, and a cough, those are three of the six symptoms. And then I found out I was in a special category, which is the old category, 50 and over. So they said, yeah, come get a test. So I went in on Tuesday. Yeah, it must have been Tuesday. No, what is it? Today's Friday, right? I can never throw it in. Tuesday, told me you'd gone. I went down on Tuesday and um, they have this all set up and I, I went down and I was expecting to have to kind of wait in a line or, or something because I thought, well, they lowered the, the requirements so there's going to be a bunch of people down there and there was nobody there. So I pulled in and they've got this number on a thing. said, call this number. I called the number and the nurse said, okay, we'll be out in a few minutes. And so they came out, and, uh, and it was actually nice to talk to an actual human being. I didn't realize how long it had been since I've actually spoken to a human being who doesn't belong to my family. So that was fun. Um, she comes out all desk decked out, and there's two of them, and she pulls out this little brush, and um, it looked just like... We have metal straws, and the metal straws came with this little wire brush that has like little um, bristles on the end. Yeah, like a little scrub brush. Pipe cleaner. Yeah. Oh, hey, John. Welcome back. Thanks. So she pulls this out, and I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, well, that doesn't look that bad. It's not that big a deal. Um, 
And she said, no, this is going to hurt. And I said, yeah, that's what they always say. So I need you to keep your hands in your lap. Don't move. Tilt your head back. Brace yourself against the uh, headrest because you're going to want to pull away. <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, ah, it's just, you know, I've stuck stuff up my nose all the time. <laughs> I stick my finger up there daily. Right. Every day. <laughs> What's the big deal? So I, I braced myself and I'm just kind of, I wasn't, I was pretty relaxed. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. And then she stuck that thing up there and it was like a jolt to the brain. Holy cow. <laughs> it was like the worst wasabi peas you've ever had times 10. That sucks so bad. There for 10 or 15 seconds. Oh, geez. So the, it was it was a horrible experience. I started my eyes just started bawling like my crying my eyes out. Um, and then she was all done. She said that wasn't so bad, was it? Like, yeah, that was bad. Say it's got the time. Yeah, I should have. Uh, and she just Scott, laughed. Why wow. did you have to get tested? Because I'm old. You weren't required by work or anything. You just thought it'd be a good idea. You didn't hear the story. You'll have this to is what happens when you mute yourself and you go do other things. I got yeah. I got a work call. What do you want from me? <laughs> so you'll have to listen to the podcast and then I tell the whole story of why. Okay. Basically, it comes down to I'm old and I had a symptom and they lowered the requirement. So. Oh, gotcha. So after this is all done, I'm in this stall and I'm trying to back out and these stalls were really tight. Um, and I was really worried I was going to clip the pole and take the whole tent down with me because I couldn't see a thing. My eyes were so watery. Um, <laughs> and this thing was, and there wasn't much room anyway. So I finally got backed out very carefully and started driving away and there was no way I could drive. So I had to pull in. I pulled into a parking spot a couple spaces down and just sat there for five minutes while my eyes just watered and watered and watered. So, um, yeah, it was not a pleasant experience. I've heard they have tests now where they can test your saliva, and I wish they would have had that one instead. I watched a test on on Fox where they – Stuck it in both nostrils of the guy, and that was it. They didn't. They didn't go up the nostril or anything. They just swabbed the inside nostril of both nostrils, and that was it for the test. But not that test isn't everywhere. That's I think that's the quick test. So not everyone has access to that, or I mean, not all doctors have access to that quick test. Um, so the the one that you got is the more common one. But yeah, dude, that sucks. That sounds horrible. Get your results back, or you're still waiting for it? No, I got them. I'm negative. So I was kind of really hoping that I had had it because <laughs> I could just be done with it. Well, you get two weeks PTO too, don't you? <laughs> That's really, I was just more interested, man. Just let me get it, get over with, especially if the symptoms that I'm experiencing are what they would have been if I did have it because they're so mild, right? I'm hoping. Yeah, I have a really, the really mild case. I can be done. I can spend two weeks in quarantine, and I can go do whatever the heck I want. <laughs> you know what we should do is we should make shirts um, 
like virus free or you ain't going to get Corona from me or something like that. <laughs> but only if we, only if we tested positive and, and went through the treatment or whatever. So Scott, you said you haven't talked to anybody for a while. Like, are you really, have you really just been in your house? Like you haven't gone to the store or done anything else? Um, so Holly has gone to the store. So Holly actually got furloughed from her job. So she's kind of been during the day, you know, she's the one who will run to the store or do that during the day. Um, so I haven't, you know, we've gone on walks where we've gone to the park and walked around, but yeah, you know, I've seen people, but I haven't really interacted with anyone outside of our house, uh, for a long time. It feels like. Um, it was just kind of a shock to realize, hey, I'm actually talking to another human being. And I was just, at the time, amazed to think that, yeah, that was such a big deal. So, but if you do I haven't talked to anyone. What? I haven't talked to anyone except coworkers and family. Yeah, but coworkers don't count because you haven't been face-to-face -face with them, have you? Oh, that you're talking specifically face to face. I just thought you meant. I just thought you meant regular or correspondence with anyone. Like really seriously, I haven't. Actual I haven't physical. talked to anyone. What's that? Yeah, I was talking actual physical face to face contact with um, someone not in my family. I don't. I did talk to John face to face because he picked me up some toilet paper from Costco. I had to go to his house and get it, but we kept proper social distancing. Well, that's why I, that's why I said coworkers too. Coworkers and family. That's it. I have not talked to anyone, you know, yeah. outside of my household. So, going. I just forgot to say one thing about the test is the best advice she gave me was to brace my head against the back of the thing because you really want to pull your head out back and you'll slam your head back if you ever have to take it. So, be sure you so do that, that. That was good advice. That was great <laughs> advice. <laughs> Uh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the highlight of my week. But, yeah, unfortunately, I, I didn't have it. I kind of wish I'd get it so that I could be immune to it. But at the same time, if I did get it, I'd put so many people in my house at risk that maybe it's not worth that. It's hard because, you know, you, you almost have to think you're eventually going to get it, right? It's – I don't know that we can – They're saying it's inevitable. So if the experts say that, I that's my, that's my guess. The whole point about the social distancing and stuff is just to make sure that the infections are spread out over enough time that they don't overwhelm, um, you know, the medical care facilities and stuff. So – I think there will come a point when we all eventually will get it, and hopefully the symptoms were aren't that bad. I think. I think kind of the funny thing is um, is a lot of people are afraid of getting it, and they're you know like like we have some friends that are really positively just locked down like. They don't go to their house. They have their groceries delivered. When the groceries are delivered, they suit up and they leave them outside for a certain amount of time. And then they like, and then the comments made is, man, man, I, 
I sure hope I, you know, they get a little scratch in their throat or something. Like, man, I sure hope I don't have Corona. And it's like, well, you haven't been exposed to anybody who's sick. So how are you going to get Corona? Like it just doesn't materialize out of thin air. Like you have to come in contact with somebody or something that's, that's got, you know, been in contact with Corona. So if you're locked in your house and you're not doing anything in your, you know, you're sanitizing anything that you come in contact with outside of your house, like you're not going to get it. You're not, it just doesn't materialize from thin air, you know, and, I think a lot of people have a hard time, you know, they're still, man, I hope I don't get it. Oh, I think I might have it. Well, you haven't been anywhere you're going to get. So I think they're treating it like mustard, like mustard gas bomb that was exploded outside their house, but that's not how it works. And, you know, like we were, we were walking yesterday, Eric and I went for a walk around the neighborhood and uh, we obviously don't social distance because we live in the same household, but we were walking next to each other and we started walking up a busy street on the sidewalk. And I started noticing all of these cars driving down the down 2700 West and so many people wearing their masks inside their car. And I'm like, first off, the mask that you're wearing is a homemade mask and it doesn't protect you from somebody giving it to you. It only helps protect people if you're sick giving away. So why are you wearing it in your car? Like you're driving down the street and you're wearing a mask on your face. I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I got the wrong mentality, but it's funny to me to see, you know, you know, the mask thing and, and a few other things. I don't know. I think it's funny to see people wearing masks in their own cars too. It's, you're really just protecting yourself from yourself. The other day I was, I was with, or I was at Macy's and there was a, a couple, it was a, obviously a husband and wife. And obviously I don't know the reason of why he was wearing a mask and she wasn't, maybe he's got some type of symptom and he was protecting everybody else by wearing the mask, but she didn't have the mask and he had a mask on, but I think he kind of felt invincible um, with that mask on because I had noticed as we were in the produce section, he got up close to a lot of people where his wife was trying to stay social distance from people. And I'm like, well, one, if you got the mask on, are you sick? And then two, that mask isn't going to protect you from somebody else who is sick. And then like your wife doesn't have a mask on. So if she gets sick, you're still getting sick when you go home. And then you're like up in everybody's business trying to get pro reaching over people to get the produce. I'm like, make any sense it's it's kind of i have to i have to say that's when i relate to it's when you see these couples one's wearing a mask and the other isn't it's like you really just just totally blows my mind hello to take his hands off your melons that's hilarious sir can you please let go of my melons that's good i'm glad you called him out on that (laughs) I don't know. It's crazy. This whole, this whole Corona thing is just, I don't know. I think, I think there's such a fear that if you get it, you're going to die. You know, that there's no hope. If I get Corona, I'm, I'm dead. And it, I just don't think that's the case. And I, I kind of feel like that's, that's what people think. And I kind of feel like that's the, the general consensus, you know, everywhere is that Corona is so deadly. We're all going to die, but I don't know. I, I, 
if I get it, I get it. I guess if I died from it, I died from it, but I don't think I'm going to I mean, if I get it, I would just assume it would be like getting the flu or, or something like that, you know? I, I'm a little jaded by it because I'm, I hear reports that, like on the CDC's website, when, when it shows deaths from coronavirus on a graph, and then it shows death from the flu on a graph, um, and the flu deaths in the country are zero, and um, the coronavirus deaths are are you know rising quickly. To me, it's like that. This is um, to me, it's false reporting or it's false number keeping. And I don't know if it's happening every death, but you know, if every death right now, if the if the patient t- test for COVID. And they die of cancer or they die of the flu or they die of something that isn't COVID, but they give COVID the credit. I feel like that's misleading and I don't like that. And I, I know, I understand that the, that the criteria is if the medical malpractitioner has a high suspicion that it is, then they can mark it that way. But the way the numbers are coming in, how do we have no deaths from the flu right now? That seems very odd to me. So I don't know. I don't feel like it's as deadly as I think it's super contagious, but I don't think it's as deadly as um, some people in the media have made it out to be. Um, It does seem from what I've heard that the infection rate is like freaking high. Um, but who knows? Did I tell you guys last time about my my best one of my best friends from high school? I don't think so. Sick in January. I don't think so. Uh, he got really sick, and he thinks he already had it. Maybe. Well, so he he got really sick, and then and this was in January, and he's he's a little bit overweight. I would probably consider him as maybe high risk category at the time. Like he was he wasn't in best shape. He was pretty overweight, uh, probably not, you know, in good physical shape all around, but in January he got sick and, um, is just getting sicker and sicker. And then he passed out in his living room and, uh, his wife thought he stopped breathing. And so he called, she called the ambulance and the paramedics came. And by the time the paramedics came, he kind of, you know, got, he was a little, he was conscious, but, um, they, they took him to the hospital and they admitted him into the hospital and, um, they had pneumonia, but he didn't test positive for anything they had tested for. They weren't sure what was going on. And so they just said, well, we think you've got a strand of pneumonia. We're just going to treat like that. So he spent a week in the hospital and he just wasn't getting better. Um, and the only thing they had said to him is, we can get your pulse ox up, then we can send you home on oxygen. And so after a week, you know, they were like, well, your pulse ox is up high enough. But, you know, he said, I still feel like crap. I just I have all these symptoms. And so they sent him home with oxygen. And he kind of just took it easy. And he kept taking his pulse ox every day, you know, or, or however often he did it. And then he just eventually kind of went away. And he lost a bunch of weight because he wasn't eating right and just, you know, finally got better. But it took, you know, about a month of being on oxygen and everything, you know, almost through the whole month of February. And then, you know, he was done. 
And so I talked to him the other day and he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm positive I had it. He said, I don't know where I'd gotten it. I'd gone on a couple of business trips. I'm not exactly sure where I would have gotten it, but he said, you know, nobody could tell me what I had wrong with me. And now here I am a couple of months later, he's like, I swear that's what I had because it's still unanswered. I wonder if he could take the antibody test. I know that test is still kind of rare, but I wonder if he'd be a good, a good candidate to see if he had had that or not. That's what he said to me the other day. He said, I really want to get the antibody test and see if, you know, they could find out if I have it or not. But yeah, I, don't know. I don't know if he's going to pursue it or what's going on there. But all I know, all I know is I'm not getting tested until my locality has the the quick five minute one. <laughs> I don't, I don't want, want a toilet freaking... brush put up your nose. <laughs> exactly, dude. I don't want the same. Hey, wimpy, John. What? Wimpy. Oh, God, Scott, there's no, if there's an option on this one, I, I'm going to take the wimpy route. There, I don't need the oh, glory. I think it's for your grandkids, you know? Hey, I, I always took the manly test. <laughs> Scott, you, you do often convince me uh, that my sissy ways are, are lame, but still, dude, that, that's a hard one. I, I don't know. I do not like the idea of pipe cleaner up my nose. That's for sure. And it almost felt like it wasn't just the pipe cleaner. Like there was some kind of um, substance on it. It was burned. It was laced. Because I can't imagine just having a pipe cleaner up your nose would burn that bad. So I don't know. I almost think there was some kind of alcohol or some, some kind of substance on it because it was bad. Can you imagine like peas, though, right? What? You like wasabi peas? I do. Can you imagine how many of the people that got tested <laughs> slammed their head against the headrest? <laughs> <laughs> and then they had it, they had it happen enough times. They're like, "Okay, we need to start bracing people for this." Yeah, I'm sure that was a lesson learned. Anything positive coming out of uh, being quarantined at home that you guys are like thankful for or you're appreciating? Uh, no. I think, yeah, I think we, in a way, it has brought us closer together as a family when you, when that's all we have, you know, right now, that's who we're relying on, even though sometimes it's a little more difficult and, um, People get frazzled. I think in a way it's brought us closer together as a family to spend so much time and to have to deal with, um, you know, people not at their best and learn how to do that and deal with each other and make the best of things and try and put on a good face. Um, I, I think it has helped us as a family become closer. So I would say that's positive, yeah. I would say the same thing for my family. Like we've, we've really been, I mean, like I said, sometimes you just need some time away, but um, I think we've been, you know, we've been eating a ton at home. I mean, every once in a while we would go out, you know, and weeks with the kids being a dance would be a little strung out. So we wouldn't really ever sit down, but almost every single day we're sitting down at the table having dinner uh, because nobody has to be at dance and, 
And uh, so we're making dinner every night or we're having last night's leftovers or whatever. So that's happening a lot. Um, and we're playing dominoes like, oh, my gosh, we have we have this dominoes uh, street going where every <laughs> single night we're playing, you know, 10 hands of dominoes. That's awesome. So, so I've also heard the air is much cleaner now. That's funny. Because nobody's yes, anymore. So that's it's, a good thing. It's visible. It's noticeable if you decide. Like, especially in the morning, like there used to be that haze that would stop you from seeing the Wasatch Mountain all the way, but now it's like standing out normal. For yeah, hopefully me, we can figure out some ways to keep that going even afterwards. Yeah, I think that's another positive thing, I guess, is I, I really I don't like working home from or from home every single day. That's a little bit tough, but this has kind of shown me that I can work from home and I can still be productive. And, um, you know, my family can respect that when I'm in my office downstairs, I'm at work and, you know, it's okay. Like, you know, you would call me or text message me, but like yesterday, Erica was upstairs and I was downstairs and she still sent me a text message asking me a question, you know, or she called me on the phone and said, hey, are you busy? Do you got a minute? You could help me out with something. And uh, yeah, I, I guess I, I really can work from home if I needed to. Yeah. Hey, John, do you have something you want to say? Yeah. I was going to say, for me, it's not a lot different. I mean, we, we spend a lot of time together. My kids aren't in any extracurricular or anything, and they're homeschooled. So we eat dinner together pretty regularly, and and that side of my family has been has been the same for me. However, um, in our nightly prayers, Addison has mentioned a couple of times that she's grateful that I'm home and can spend more time together. So I, that's interesting to me. Um, but for me, that the day-to-day -day is really, really similar. And I guess positive things for me about it are um, that I have taken, because I don't have to commute as much, I've taken the evenings um, and spent a couple hours in my yard trying to work on my yard. And so that's been nice. Another thing for me is I've just noticed life is, and it kind of goes back to what you're talking about, it's just simpler. And I'm realizing that there's a lot of these things that you think you need, you don't, right? You can slow down, you can, you don't need stuff. It's, you know, a puzzle's good or whatever, and it's, it's just, and I really hope that our family can take that even going forward and use that to just simplify our lives a little bit, even after. And I know it'll get crazy again, but hopefully we can carry that forward just even a little bit. For sure. I find myself liking analog games more than uh, digital games at the moment, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but... I get a lot more screen time now than I ever have. Like in the office, I, I don't sit yeah. at my computer all day long, but now I, I do. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I totally agree. And so 
um at the end of the day if they're like hey let's play cards i'm like i'm, I'm actually cool with that let's do it you know yeah those are just called board games john not analog games <laughs> that's funny so what's the one thing you miss the most that you want to do once this is all over with um i just want to hang out with you guys there you go i i, I think i agree with scott i I have most of the things that I need. I'm not really lacking. I don't have any trips planned that got canceled or anything. If I did, I'd probably be a little annoyed, but I think I'd just like to hang out with people again, you know? I just want to do another RGRT event somewhere and just hang out and, and chill for a night. The two things that I miss the most are one, interacting and hanging out with people, either going to dinner or going over to somebody's house and having dinner or getting together for a game night or something like that. And then the second thing is Rib Tip Fridays, man. I am so missing Rib Tip Fridays. Just make your own rib tips. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to I just want to go to R and R and have someone hand me a plate of rib tips. All right, maybe that'll be our first thing. Our first our thing. We'll just go get rib tips. Because R and R is still open, but they're not serving rib tips on Fridays. I'm like, oh man. I should send you guys some pictures of my microgreens and my my garden starts. Sure, send them. That's another. Oh, In the old analog games, did you see that Atari's uh, coming out with a new console? No, I didn't hear that. I'd like to see a link on that. Like a new next-gen console, or is it like a retro console? No, it's a new next-gen console. Here, I'll send you guys a link in the uh, in the chat. The, chat. the Atari VSC. Um, let's see, chat. So it's boasting to have a hundred preloaded uh, old old Atari games. It has an Atari Classic joystick, and then it has an Atari Modern controller that kind of looks like an Xbox controller. Um, got an AMD Ryzen processor with Radeon graphics, uh, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, uh, compatible with most uh, PC peripherals. Uh, you can run Windows 10 in a sandbox mode. Um, it can do video streaming, any kind of streaming you want. How much is it? Bucks. Four hundred dollars. Oh, so it's the price of a normal console. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of streaming services games they have. You know, Nvidia has their own streaming game service and Xbox has a streaming game service. Now PlayStation does. And it'd be interesting to see what kind of game streams, uh, you know, they'll, they'll come up with, because I don't think you're going to just going to buy it to buy those classic games. So it looks like not for 400, just a PC in a bot in a Atari box. Cause it's yeah. just available with most PC peripherals. And so, well, that's all an Xbox is or PlayStation is these days. I mean, Xbox Xbox runs Windows 10. 
Yeah. So it has a Linux based OS system on it, so it's not anything, you know, new or cool, but yeah, it's just it's I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what it can and can't do. I know that some of those older games had to do with the clock speed of your OS and all of that. So I'll be curious to see if any of the games that they have, you know, that they, they had to, to address that or not. It's funny uh, they're calling it the Atari VCS 400 system and then the Atari VCS 800. They're going back to that old school, you know, the Atari 800, the Atari. Yeah. So, but 4K video. Cool. We'll have to we'll have to see what it what it actually can do when it gets here. But I just thought it was cool that. Uh, is relaunching something. I think I can put all those little Atari games on my uh, Raspberry Pi for like 50 bucks. And I have an NVIDIA Shield, and NVIDIA Shield has the Atari emulators and a bunch of different other emulators that you can do. Well, you know, we'll have to check the, that. Pay for the annual switch thing. So I get the NES emulator and the SNES emulator. So I've got a ton of Nintendo games from that era, era at my disposal, and I never play them. Yeah, i i play I play Tyson's Punch Out every once in a while, and I play uh, Super Mario Bros. every once in a while, and some of those games that I played when I was a kid, but. Not a whole lot of stuff. I, I still have an Atari 2600. Oh, wow. Do? I have an Atari 2600 that's like, a, it's one of the releases where they sold it as a whole package, you know, and it's like a rebirth and it had 30 preloaded Atari 2600 games. We never even took it out of the box. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> thought it would be cool it was super cheap and i was like it was on clearance and i'm like hey i'm gonna buy this and we'll play it and then i brought it home and we it just ended up in erica's office and then the other day she was cleaning out her office and i'm like oh hey i forgot about that we probably had it for two years and never even opened it nice yeah i'll be i i spent i can't even I get how many hours I spent on an Atari 2600 when I was a kid. They were fun, that's for sure. Okay, I ever played Atari? You're too young. You don't fall into that age category for Corona testing, so you never had an Atari. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you just called it. Hey, if you had an Atari... 2600, you need to come be tested for coronavirus. Because I mean, hey, did you have to pay for that, Scott, or was it covered by our insurance? I don't know yet. They didn't ask for any payment at the time. Interesting. I think it's covered, but I'm not positive. They didn't even ask for my insurance card. They When I called, so I had to call, right? And that's when they told me I was could show up. They, they took all that information. So I don't. I don't know. We'll see. They hung up. Did they say it's Corona time? 
it should. Everybody should say that. Yeah. Right on. All right, you guys have anything else you want to talk about this week? No, I, I think uh, I think we're just lucky to get an episode out. Yeah, I think it might be fun to uh, see if we could get maybe uh, Tim or Matt to join us on one of these and see if they would be willing to come and, and chat on the podcast. Might as well over WebEx. Yeah. We should totally make that happen. I'll, I'll start it. I'll start a dialogue with them. That's my favorite word now. That's my favorite way to end every meeting I'm in. I'll start a dialogue with that person to see. <laughs> oh, gosh. You, you know you've been quarantined for too long when when you've picked up catchphrases like that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a common thing for me. I'll start a dialogue with that person. Oh, kind of funny. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to end our dialogue uh, here uh, for this episode. So uh, thanks for joining us in quarantine. Um, I'm your host, Scott. For John. It's Corona time. Stay safe, amigos. May the force be with you. See you later. Bye. See ya. Thanks again for joining us on this week's podcast. You can find more episodes, show notes, and links at our website at www.regularguysrandomthings.com. You can also find us on all the social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, please like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Once again, thanks for listening and catch us next week for a brand new episode.